Hello, and welcome back to the Hope Hustler podcast. I am the Hope Hustler, Nicole Sims Inkleton. Welcome back. Today's episode, we're going to talk about empathy. Now, let's get into the episode. understand and share the feelings of another. I am one of those people who really loves talking about empathy and being empathetic to everyone that I come in contact with. Sometimes to a default. Uh, Sometimes I can be a little bit too empathetic to people, um, which is something that can happen. Um, But for today's episode, we're going to specifically talk about being empathetic empathetic to people with mental health. Um, And I'm going to share some stories about how I had to develop that skill of being empathetic. Um, I didn't start out being empathetic. I guess I was sympathetic in the beginning. And we all have sympathy. We all feel sorry for someone's situation or sorry for something that happens in our own lives or in anyone else's lives that we may come across. Um, But empathy is a different, it's totally different. Sympathy is feeling sorry for someone and not really putting yourself in their shoes. Empathy is actually putting yourself in that person's shoe or finding a similar situation or an emotion that you too have experienced and use that to kind of feel or uh, be able to say that I, I have felt that way in this situation. Um, but empathy is something that I believe is something that we can open the door to in our lives. And if we work on seeing people for who they are and not what they, what they can do or what they have done, will allow us to be more empathetic to everyone we come across. So Brene Brown is one of those people who really speaks about empathy and has a really good videos on YouTube. If you want to search it, just search Brene Brown. Um, And she has a few books called Dare to Lead and things of that nature. She has a lot of books, actually. Um, So she's one of those big proponents of empathy and being empathetic to um, those around you and to even to yourself. So that'll be another podcast about self-care and self-love. So today, strictly about empathy. So why did I choose this topic today? It's because I have been struggling with being empathetic. Um, And I exude empathy on uh, before having this trouble of being empathetic. So I had to think about um, why I love working with people who have mental health diagnosis, why I love this field and why I'm so passionate about this field. And I had to kind of take a moment and step back from myself and think about all the things that I've had to experience over my life to get to this place. Um, And the one thing that always comes back to me is that I love working with people who who have a mental health diagnosis or identify with any form of mental health disease. 
um, because I've had the opportunity to be a person who loved someone immensely. This person brought me life um, and, you know, carried me for seven months because I was an early baby. I was impatient from the onset. Um, so that had to bring me back and I had to go back over my experiences in life and say, you know what? Um, I'm feeling bogged down. I'm feeling quote unquote burnt out or having some compassion or empathy fatigue. Um, because I needed to take a break. I needed to find that passion again. And that happens to us. It happens to us. It happens to every single person. Um, and if someone tells you that it doesn't happen to them, they're full of donkey dust. Um, it is happening to, it happens to everyone. Um, so, okay. So story time. So what got me to this place of, um, wanting to talk about empathy is because again, like I said, I work in the mental health field and I have watched myself or other people that I really, people that I support and people that I care about, um, go through this compassion fatigue is where you just start to dislike what you do or just nothing is, is you can't see the positive in the things that you do. Um, and that's important that we kind of take a step back and look and see that that's what we're, we're in the midst of. I mean, you can always, and I'm a firm believer that we can always find ourselves out of that compassion or empathy fatigue. Um, so how do we become empathetic? How do we say to someone, I know how you feel. How can I help? I remember a time when I was a kid, I was about, I was probably about 14, 15, maybe 16. Um, my mom was, it was about, it was Christmas Eve. I remember it like it was yesterday. So I don't even know why I'm, I'm having a moment. So I was six, I was, it was Christmas Eve. And I remember I was sleeping, um, and my mom came over, we had a Christmas tree up, my sister was sleeping, we shared a room, and I remember her waking me up in the middle of the night and saying, all right, baby girl, I'm leaving. And I'm thinking, it's the middle of the night, woman, where are you going? Um, and she's like, all right, I'm leaving. And I'm kind of like, uh, she was dressed up, she was ready to go, and she had a suitcase. And I'm like, where is she going? Um, and she just left. Morning road comes around, Christmas Day shows up, and my mom's not home. And I'm looking around, and my sister's up, and we're teenagers. So we're aware that she's not home. We're just don't, we just don't know why she's not home. And she left a note on the kitchen table that said, I'm moving to North Carolina. And I was like, my sister, and I'm reading the note, and I'm like, are you kidding me? She just left us? So... I call my dad and I'm like, mommy left and he Christmas day. Now mind you, this is Christmas day. And there was, she did leave us presents under the tree. And I remember if my, to go back, I remember her telling me your gifts are under the tree. And that was it. She just left. She moved to North Carolina. Now some backstory was that my grandmother at the time was really sick. Um, and my mom being, having schizophrenia and being emotionally fragile um, felt that that was the only thing that she could do was the best thing that she could do was to go and take care of her mother. Now, yes, she lost sight of the fact that she had two daughters that she needed to care for, but that's what she thought was necessary. 
And I'm not going to judge her for that. And I'm not going to um, say that she was wrong. What I will say is that in the moment, I did, I was judgmental. Um, I was angry. Uh, I was sad. It was Christmas. Um, she just ghosted us on Christmas, Christmas Day. Um, so that was sad. And that was something that I could have said, you know what? Screw it. I don't care about her. She didn't care about me. She left. She left me and my sister. Bye. You know, I never want, you know, I could have been that person to say, I never want to see her again, but I didn't. Because even at that age, I knew that that was just her thought process. It wasn't how she felt about us. It was the action that she did, but it wasn't, it, it didn't say she didn't care about us. It didn't show me that she didn't love us. It just said that that's what she thought. There was an urgency for her to do that. Um, and I think if we start giving people a little bit of grace and a little bit of forgiveness, we'll start to see that that was what she thought was the best thing she could do because her mother was sick and she needed to be there. She wanted to be there. And I had to figure out a few years later when she finally came back. And when she came back, I have to be honest, she was not stable psychiatrically. She was actually a hot mess. Um, she had not taken her medication for, you know, at least a year's time. So she was just not okay. She came back homeless. Um, and at this time, I was 18. I was an adult. And I'm helping my mother find a place to live um, and trying to, you know, navigate that. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So go back to Christmas Day. And here we are. Um, and my dad comes and picks us up and we have Christmas to the best of our ability. And I can honestly say that I wasn't shocked, but I was kind of like, hmm, she left us. But again, as I, as I'm older now and I get to see it, that that was what she felt was best to do in that moment and have to go back and say that she was emotionally fragile. Now I'm not giving her credit for leaving us. Um, for just a, a few years and we did visit with her um, and over the summer which was horrific I got super sick um, <laughs> when we went to visit I got like the plague um, when my sister and I went to go visit her over the summer it was it was bad um, so again I, I just want to show that empathy says that okay this is what has happened in my life she left me she left my sister and I. And when she returned, I stood there and I said, when I picked her up from the airport and I said, how are you? And when she got off the airport, she was paper thin. And I looked her in her face and I said, oof, she's not okay. And I said, it is my job as her daughter to make sure that at least, I'm not gonna make her okay, but I'm gonna be present when she's not okay. And I'm gonna be present and she is okay. Um, and I decided to, to be there for her and to be empathetic and say, this is how I feel. I can be angry. I can be, I can be furious. I could, you know, just say, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be around you. I stood there and I stood with her and it was a challenge, you know, and I'm not going to say that I was like the nicest person to her. Cause I was a little salty and a little, and a little sour at times. And I, May have said some things I should not have said. I just want you to see that I was 
aware enough to know that her behavior or her actions didn't make me feel that I wasn't loved. And I know people will go, wait, but she left you. She did. She did what she thought she needed to do for her mother. She did what she thought she needed to do for her loved one. And I did the same thing for mine. So when my mother returned from North Carolina, thin and completely psychotic, I was there. And I wasn't there because she was psychotic. I wasn't there because she she wasn't stable. I was there because she was my mother. And I needed her to know that I would be there. And I was there until the last day she took her last breath. I was present. And I just want you to know that empathy is something that we need to be mindful of. And I'm just gracing the surface of empathy um, in the story because I want you to see or hear that it is the ability to understand and share feelings of another. And I shared in the feeling that my mother needed me. Uh, and I know that she did the same thing for her mother. Um, now, mind you, I, didn't, I have not left anyone behind, but I, I, rem I know that I was present. And I know she appreciated it, uh, even in her most um, challenging of times. Is that being, being compassionate and empathetic will transcend past you. Being caring, and I'm not asking you to be naive or vulnerable to people and their bad decisions or their, or their, um, when people are trying to take advantage of you. I'm not saying for you to be gullible or naive, but to be empathetic. Uh, and to know that that will leave a mark on people that you can't, you won't be able to see it, but you'll know it within yourself. It's not a public thing. It's a, being empathetic is a very private thing because you want people to see your presence. You don't want the world to see your presence. You want the person that who needs you the most to see it and not the world. That's what being empathetic is, is to be present when no one else is um, for your loved one who is who is struggling with whatever challenge they are. It may be challenging. You may not be able to help them out financially. You may not be able to help them out uh, medically, but just being present is enough for some people. So I hope that helps you. I hope that me giving you just a glimpse of hope and um, knowing that being present for some and being able to kind of transform your emotion to meet that other person's emotion so you can either laugh, cry, or just be present for that person is important and necessary in being a hope hustler. Thanks for listening.